Hello, and welcome to part two of the series of Energy Central Power Perspectives podcasts, where the Esri team takes over our feed. In this special Power Perspectives episode series presented by Esri, you're hearing directly from Esri directors Bill Meehan and Pat Hole as they exchange ideas and forecasts for the world of GIS as it relates to the power sector. If you missed out on the first episode, be sure to check out the show notes to catch up on that episode first, where Pat and Bill discuss the power of GIS to tap into utility data. In this episode, Bill and Pat now focus on how GIS can manage and optimize utility services, specifically spatial analysis capabilities and real-world examples from asset management to wildfire and storm response to machine learning and more. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the podcast. I have a question for you. We promised to talk about understanding and insights. What does understanding fresh insights mean to you? Well, thanks, Pat, and and uh, welcome everybody to this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think this notion of understanding and talking about insights is a is a, a very interesting one. And when we we're talking in the context really of of using GIS and utility. Whenever I think of uh, these the insight, I think of a guy that I worked with, and his name was Stanley. And Stanley was one of these, you know, kind of old. We used to be kind of a grumpy utility guys. He was a supervisor. He was an old lineman back in the old days. And uh, but then he became what was called the division manager. So he was in charge of a of a region. And he was in that region for ages. So Stanley knew every inch of that service territory. And it was a rural, suburban uh, area. And, and I can remember specifically what would happen. Uh, the, the crews would come back from their daily work and, and Stanley would check the weather forecast. And it's, you know, it might be a little thunderstorms. This is in the Northeast and thunderstorms can, can be pretty bad rain, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, wind and thunderstorms and stuff, it'd, it'd be kind of miserable. So he had to figure out when these crews came back from their daily work, do I want to keep some of them on overtime just in case there's a problem or send them all home? Because of course, if he send them, he, he kept them on overtime, that was extra expenses and he didn't want to do that either. So what Stanley did is he would take, he would get the weather forecast. He would check the, uh, you know, the, 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 how the storms are coming in. He would look at, he remembered, he knew when things were uh, uh, like trees were trimmed or old poles that were leaning over. I mean, he knew that area. So what he kind of did in his head was what we would now call spatial analysis. So he layered information in his head, but then uh, Stanley retired. Uh, and so, I mean, you ask the questions, well, now how is anybody going to know what's going to happen without Stanley being there? Well, that's what GIS is all about. It layers information, the weather, uh, the tree trimming, you know, open work orders, all of this sort of stuff became a layer. And then that really creates this notion of understanding. Stanley knew understanding in his head, but we can't rely on people's just memories and it's incomplete. So now we have JS can give you a scientific uh, methodology for doing exactly what Stanley did. So what about you, Pat? What do you think about when you think about understanding? Bill, I used to work with a couple of guys exactly like Stanley and every utility has a Stanley. And I think what you've described there 
to me is a high level description of what has happened with GIS in the utility industry over the last 20 years. We started out capturing a lot of information. And as GIS capabilities have grown, we can now look at that information and gain some new understanding from it. We can see summaries of what is happening and put it on a dashboard with analytical capabilities. You look for hotspots of where problems are occurring or where opportunities exist. We always like to focus on the 10 worst performing circuits <laughs> that have the worst safety and we go fix those. But really, reliability is not a circuit level issue. It's an area level issue. And when you can break that down and look at things spatially where they're happening in an area, you can help address those areas that have the worst problem, even if they're not on one of the top 10 worst performing circuits. So let's bring it down to something that's uh, that's tangible. What's a good example, a leading example of where utilities are doing things like this, Bill? Well, you know, the, the, the one that comes to mind is a company uh, that I had a chance to, to visit and actually uh, work with in, and it's called PowerCo and it's in New Zealand. And PowerCo did some really, really uh, fascinating work. What they did is they took their service territory and they broke it up into little little squares or hexagons, little, little areas, because they were concerned about equipment failing. But, you know, it, it seemed like a, it seemed random, you know, it was fail over here, over there, and they couldn't figure it out. But what they did is when they put it in these little squares, they discovered, hey, wait a minute, we're seeing patterns. We're seeing uh, things that are showing, like, sometimes I like to call them big red blobs. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is really where some of the real problems are. So they were able to do what, what we now call asset management, uh, looking at, okay, where do I really want to spend the money? Where do I want to prioritize uh, the replacement of some of these, some of this equipment that is that is failing in in pockets so they used this notion of spatial analysis of taking geography and breaking it up into little pieces to figure out where are, are the pieces really bad i'm going to go back to your example uh where you talk about these 10 worst circuits and you know what what sometimes utilities will do is they'll take a, a a really bad circuit and they'll break it up into pieces and put the really bad parts uh into good circuits to kind of make everybody a little bit more equal. But the problem is the people who live in those areas, you're still going to get the same uh, reliability, whether it's on a good circuit or a bad circuit, because the factors uh, have to do with what where they really are. Trees, curvy roads, people crashing into poles, stuff like that. And that's really that's really the power of visualization. You know, you look at a spreadsheet and you, you can kind of figure things out. But when you see it on a map and you see a big red blob, boy, you say, oh, we got to take care of that right now. How about you? I bet you have some really good examples of utilities using uh, spatial analysis and, and some advanced GIS technology to help figure these things like this out. Absolutely. One of the things that has really taken off this year, at least in the, the public eye, is artificial intelligence with the rise of chat GPT and AI that's uh, creating things with images and video. And so I, th I don't think any discussion of fresh understanding and analysis would be complete without at least touching on that. And I worked with a company a year or two ago, Radius in Denmark. And the problem they had is that they possessed a lot of photographs of their equipment, but they didn't know the characteristics of those, e of those equipments. And 
what they were seeking to find out was where did they have open ports in these secondary cabinets? And so they utilized machine learning to uh, examine those photographs that they had and then calculate uh, where where they had opportunity at, to plug in additional customers on those secondary connections. And that saved them from having to go out and physically look at those every time, um, not only saving man hours, but also speeding up the process by which the customer could realize a new connection. And as we just recently released a new deep learning model on a topic that everybody seems to be very interested in, and that is looking at drone imagery photographs to detect insulator problems and classify those defects. So that is just a great example of where the technology is moving in terms of being able to use new capabilities. When I think about the fact that it's July, it's storm season, it's fire season. Who's doing something in this regard related to the summertime, Bill? That, that's a real issue. And, and this is a perfect example using um, spatial analysis and machine learning to figure out what's going on. Now, one of the companies up in the Pacific Northwest called Avista, they're, they're in uh, Washington uh, around Spokane. And, and what they did is some fascinating things, not that unlike what PowerCo did for um, asset management, but really looking at wildfire. So what they did is they, they took their area and they said, okay, what areas are going to be most prone to wildfires? Which ones have had, you know, um, uh, history of some wildfires and they and they looked at that and they also looked at okay if if there was a wildfire here how close would the uh, an area with a lot of people or a lot of equipment to, to be damaged transmission lines so they they did some like pre-work to, to kind of in a planning sense of what's going to happen what would what could happen in an area where could there be wildfires and if so how can we mitigate some of that they could put in some equipment maybe for some sectionalized and some some switches to be able to to figure out if they had a wildfire they could they could kind of get that area isolated from from uh, from the rest of the area that was that was great for a sort of a planning sense but then also when they had a wildfire then they used uh, again a spatial analysis where's the wind blowing what is the you know how close is it to certain certain areas to certain equipment certain populations so avista did a beautiful job in fact just i think probably a couple of weeks ago, um, I worked with them on a what they call a customer success story, which you can find online. I guess you can find one also on Radius and PowerCode. Just go, just go searching uh, the internet and find it. And that's a great example of how do I understand? And it's not just about one thing, but it's about taking a lots of data that are in, in different places and putting it together to go, aha. And if I would think of, you know, that's not even, I'm not sure that's even a word, is it, Pat? aha. But that's kind of what this understanding is all about. You take all this data and you go, aha, using machine learning, using imagery, really, really interesting things to do. Uh, so so this is, like you say, the storm fire season is coming up and it's, I know here in, in California, it is so hot, everything is dry. And so kind of looking at GIS, that will really help to, mitigate some of the issues for fires and help people figure out how to fight these fires or prevent the fires from spreading. The, the other thing that you mentioned about uh, about radius was um, and machine learning. It, so what's the business value of doing all of this? You know, how, how do I actually create value? Well, I mean, one of the biggest uh, issues is, is 
utilities have got to cut costs. And if you think about using machine learning, I don't have to have a lot of contractors out there walk, walking around trying to figure things out. Using machine learning, we can we can automate much of this. And that's really great. What about you, Pat? Well, I want to just go back to your Vista story because I, I want to make the point that this is being used not only by large utilities, but also by small utilities. I worked with uh, Core Electric Cooperative oh, yeah. in uh, in Colorado, and, and they did a very similar process where they were not only planning ahead for wildfires to look at potential ignition sources, potential, potential weather patterns, and then potential impact uh, from those things, and use that to prioritize their hardening efforts around their system. And of course, watching the weather when they do have events, they alert all of their crews, provide them with information, and even implement some temporary measures uh, for fast trip and clearing uh, various problems in those uh, really important areas. Well, before we wrap up, I just do want to mention that another area that's getting a lot of attention in terms of analysis is electrification uh. and electric vehicles. And there's such an opportunity here to overlay many kinds of information and derive new insights in terms of customer patterns, impact to the utility, even looking at that through a lens of social equity and determining how best to proceed. And we will have a webinar coming up on August 29th. So we'd encourage everybody to uh, participate in that. We'll put a link in the description. And Bill, I think what we'll do is we'll put links to these customer stories that we have mentioned right in the description so people can find them. All right, so join us next time where we're gonna be talking about capturing new types of data and applying those to be able to gain new insights and share them with other customers. Thank you and we'll see you next time. 